You're listening to Wake Up Tucson. This podcast is a Bustos Media production on The Voice. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Good morning, everybody. It's uh, the first uh, like. first Monday of the rest of your life and other uh, trite uh, uh, things. Hold on. I, gotta, I guess I had to move that microphone. I couldn't see Matt's beautiful face. Good morning, Matthew. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? <laughs> Happy Monday. Happy Monday. It's going to be a heck of a weekend. We got uh, St. Patrick's Day on Friday. We got March Madness starts on Thursday. We got the D&D week, Dungeons and Dragons weekend oh with people coming from all over the globe. Nerd Fest 23. Absolutely. All right. So it's going to be quite a hoot and a holler. Uh, some people will be happy I won't be here Friday. Uh, <laughs> you won't be here on Friday? <laughs> no. Nope. Oh, wow. Sean and Bruce are filling in for me. Is so that, Is that St. Patrick's Day? It is. And so. Sean's going to be here on St. Patrick's Day? Yes, a McCluskey. Wow. On St. Patrick's well, Day. Well, luck. Well, so. good luck. And uh, Juan from El Taco Rustico's Food Friday. I'll see if he can make some corned beef quesadillas for everybody. We'll do it up. So There you go. Uh, but it's going to be a fun week and a uh, busy day today. Brother Joe's calling in at 637 today, especially with uh, what we're hearing with the uh, Silicon, Silicon Valley bank failures. We got a crypto bank failure and another one out there, too. So we'll talk about that. Um, and this is something him and I have been talking about for months. Is crypto bank failure, is that almost a redundancy? Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> you the, uh, remember the, uh, I saw a good, um, you know, that it's the meme with the guy who doesn't know what button to press. He's sweating, right? And one, the one button says current banks are, are too dangerous, are, 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 are something too dangerous, too dangerous place to have your money. You should go into crypto. And then the other, the other button says, Crypto is a dangerous place to be. You should go back to traditional banks or whatever, and the guy doesn't know what button to press. Poor sweating yes, spaceman guy. Correct. It is, the, it is the spaceman. Um, so then um, Dr. Filippo in the second hour making her Monday visit. Lots of stuff to talk about with her. And then friends of the show, Drew Heaton and Fernando Gonzalez will be here at 807. They were, they're part of the co-chairs of a proposition to bring ward-only voting uh, to Tucson and get rid of an, a basically a, a decades-old, basically racist dynamic to the city of Tucson voting, which the people who always scream about racism... Vestiges like, of racism. There's one you can do something about, city council. Correct. So, uh, But then we get rid of the power. And that's... that's Of course. As I think Hamlet once said, I, there's the I, rub. There's the rub. And can you the, imagine... Uh, Paul Cunningham, who has never won his own ward in a general election, would never, ever, ever vote to eliminate citywide general election voting. Correct. Correct. It's only because of citywide that Paul even gets to talk. He, he, he could have been a nondescript gym teacher over on the east side of town, which would have been just fine. Hey, I do have an update for a story we've uh, reported on numerous times over the last couple of weeks. Yes. Um, Katie Hobbs. Uh, Governor Hobbs, and uh, we had been reporting uh, that she had raised between a mil and a mil and a half for her inaugural fund. We undershot. As we we were not giving our governor enough credit. How we much, were. We were. How much did she raise? She raised Daniel? at least one point nine million dollars. Wow! Of which two hundred thousand went to expenses. <laughs> right? How, how many? Two hundred thousand. Wow. So, so she, she's got 1.6, 1.7, and they said at least $1.9 million. 
So this is so this is. So I just wanted to update that because we did we did sell the governor short, and she she has uh, great prowess in uh, people getting influence from her. Well, the idea that um, that even Lori Roberts, which according of to, all people, which is according to Carrie Lake, is my favorite columnist to read all the time. <laughs> right. That was a good one. I have I have that was funny. I have Lori. Uh, I think she thinks I have Lori Roberts uh, pillowcases. Of her old of of her old uh, well, columns. No, it's it's him and her. So it's it's uh, Lori and and EJ Montini. Oh, yeah, thank Jesus. Him, his and hers pillowcases. Um, so we'll get to this. We we're we going to get to this before it's over. So, um, let, Matt, what about your weekend? You do anything fun? Eat anything fun? I I don't want to I don't want to do a Monday opening segment without weekend talk. Uh, I. Went, uh, Mrs. ESQ and I went to see A Man Called Otto on uh, Friday, and it was a great movie. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. Where did you see it? Uh, Roadhouse. Oh, okay. Uh, Grant und Swan with the with the fun with the fun recliners, right? Correct. Yes. Exactly. I've yes. only done one recliner movie in my life, and it was just I want. I was in Phoenix, and I went to go see um, the the new the, the latest Top Gun flick. Oh, okay. And we went to the Tempe Mills place, which I didn't even know was still open, (laughs) on Baseline. And I'm like, oh, it's one of these kind of places. So, very fun way to watch a flick. So, yeah, and uh, we enjoyed the movie. And uh, you know, it's always uh, it's with ESQ. It's always a little bit of a danger, uh, a recliner in a movie, but uh, very uh, very enjoyable movie. Um, uh, You know, cute story, not a cute, but it was a good story, and yeah. Enjoyed it. It's I I brought this movie up a couple months ago. It's it's a remake of a movie that I saw. I haven't seen this one, not the Hanks remake, but it's a Swedish film. Joe would love it. It's got mm-hmm. it has subtitles on the bottom of it. It's called A Man Called Ove O V E, and I would check that out. You know, it's free if you have Amazon Prime. And uh, it's again, it's about a cantankerous old man who basically very kind of detail oriented overly, and uh, but he's. He's living in a world after his wife passed away and kind of just done with life and grumpy and but then the vivacious family moves in across the across the way and they kind of get involved in each other's lives and kind of Bingo. brings him back to life kind of mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. That's good. good. And then uh, in lieu of uh, watching the uh, even before things got even more weird with Hollywood. I just never was mo- one for watching that. But in lieu of watching it, I did watch the uh, the <laughs> the Chris Rock uh, network uh, Netflix uh, uh, deal. So. Yeah, it was. Uh, there was some highs and some ends, but overall, right. yeah, there was some good stuff. I, I liked when he talks about Meghan Markle, right? Especially after we were playing, we want privacy, right? Sure. But he talks about uh, when she's like, uh, Meghan Markle's like, oh, I didn't know the royal family was racist, and he goes. They invented <laughs> colonialism. <laughs> you didn't oh, know geez. they were racist. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, so yes, there's some uh, there's some good stuff. There's very, some okay stuff. Very amusing, uh, you know, and good. And um, got tired of hearing one particular uh, four letter word. You know, about two thirds of the way through it, I'm certainly no no prude but uh you know after about oh, uh, you're a enough, big prude. enough we, of that <laughs> we, we we've we've seen you keep pressing that damn dumb button so <laughs> i pressed it three times already this morning <laughs> on myself so uh anyway uh but yeah so i finally saw the chris rocks uh, uh chris rock <laughs> netflix special look yeah. at you it was, yeah funny yeah funny my, man funny guy 
Mine was decently chill. We had uh, Saturday was a lot of went to the parks. So Oral Valley's the Ron High Park grass just looked like living hell. <laughs> uh, Joe Winfield just cause, does not give a crap about you know. And I, I'm trying to figure it out too, right? Uh, so my buddy Jim Horn did a little, uh, um, you know, a little census work here on Oral Valley because we've had this discussion in Oral Valley: is is it a is it an are we get are we getting grayer? Right, in relation, the more the, usually the grayer you get, the more NIMBY uh, works. You get a little more NIMBY uh, in your politics, right? And our my 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 senior brothers and sisters in Oral Valley hate anything that has to do with the word apartment. They just think it's like it's like sure, the, yeah, that's that's really come out, hasn't it? The Oral Valley senior equates the word um, apartment with luxury apartment with crack house, basically. Is the way they 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 do it, but so, that's the way they view that. <laughs> absolutely, I got you know I got Long city. Yeah, you know, I got I got Lopez with these luxury apartments by the basis with these killer views of the mountains going for you know nineteen hundred uh, two thousand a month and oh my god, you know what kind of people that bring? I don't know people with money. I don't know. Call me crazy, um, but Oral Valley in two thousand. This is from Census two thousand five. The average, the median age. Excuse me. I want. I want you. You qualitative, quantitative methods, people, in my face. Uh, the median age was forty five point two years old. Uh, now it's fifty five. So, you know, it's. I mean, when Joe Winfield barely beats Danny Sharp in an election, and it's he basically got pushed over by the not in my backyarders kind of makes sense but you know and i don't know and the, the seniors use the the dog park which is in crap shape but they're not using the, the the soccer fields i guess so maybe they don't care so maybe joe winfield doesn't care because he knows what side butters his bread but stop saying you're a community of excellence when you're you, all your fields start looking like pima county it's a problem it's a big problem jerry all right rundown for today the rundown Need to get a timpani for you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, we got to do the bank stuff. My favorite one is a city in New York suspends their sister city cultural trade deal when they find out that the country they did the cultural trade deal actually does not exist. <laughs> what? It's one of my favorites. How many tax dollars went to that? Wait a minute. We'll, uh, we'll get to that, I'm sure. Um, what the Freedom Caucus, they put out their list of what they want. Uh, before they'll vote to raise a debt ceiling. Uh, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about uh, Matt Taibbi, former Rolling Stone guy. Really, um, when you see the the um, the House of Representatives, the Democrats go after him about, re- they want him to reveal sources. And then later in the thing, <laughs> that when, was quite amusing. when Jim Jordan says to the lady from the Virgin Islands, who's the ranking member of the committee and saying well you did ask for him to reveal this so she's like no we didn't all right roll the tape right um what else do we got here today we got um uh, we have one of tucson's lowest moments in crime which is a 91 year old veteran robbed of seven thousand dollars while trying to get gas now don't get me wrong he made a mistake but it sucks. Democrat Bud Foster does a wash a whitewash piece of Rep- Democrats whining that they can't get their bills heard because 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 remember 
Bud's so worried about how Democrats are inclusive of Republicans and their stuff. We'll talk about that. Um, we have local collision center says more needs to be done to stop crime around their business. Does this sound familiar? Uh, it might. Uh, Realtor says roosters and chickens are taking over a neighborhood in Phoenix, deterring the potential buyers. The other zone. The other zone. <laughs> the poultry zone. <laughs> so, And then uh, in Terry Joe Naff at the ADI, there's a story about Ken Bennett calling out dangerous false allegations because uh, for some reason, for some of our brothers and sisters in the ultra-super-terrific MAGA world, uh, if you're not on board, they automatically assume you're a pawn of the Mexican drug cartels. Again. Again, there was a, there was a person who ran in CD6, a Republican, who was accusing another person in there publicly that they were a member of the Mexican drug cartels because they knew their campaign wasn't going to hold the candle to the other person's campaign. That's where we're at. We don't we don't we don't win with good arguments. We just when when we we just scream you're a member of the cartel now. Six I'm sure this is cartel radio. Six nineteen for some of them. Six nineteen in the morning. You're on Wake Up Tucson. Brother Joe coming up at the bottom of the hour. Going to talk about Silicon Valley Bank. A couple other things out there. Very random mix of money. There was no birthdays impressed me today. I was left unimpressed. Wake up Tucson. Ten third voice. Wake up, uh, wake up, wake up, Tucson. We are lost in space, Stephen. We are correct. <laughs> With Dr. Smith and Robot. Oh, oh the pain. The pain. <laughs> the pain of it all. The pain of it all. Uh, let's get to this Lori Roberts thing, because this usually come come once uh, comes this kind of article only comes usually once every six years. So <laughs> um let's see. So Katie Hobbs still hasn't come clean on her inauguration fun. So uh, let, this is Katie when she ran for Secretary of State. Quote, voters have a right to know who's trying to influence the outcome of an election. Unquote. Um, I wonder if she also believes that voters have a right to know who's trying to influence a governor. The saga of Governor Hobbs' curious inauguration fundraiser continues. A cash grab that was both lucrative and turns out secretive. How much did 70, 70 donors uh, give? We don't know. It now appears that Hobbs raised at least 1.9 mil for a $200,000 inauguration. At least. Okay. Not the 1.5 she originally claimed. Now, remember, she also charged for the event. And for your money, you got a shrimp ring. That was just awful. Absolutely. Horrible. Horrible. Absolutely. And watered down punch, oh. I'm told, by insiders. The, uh, let's see. Um, we still don't know how many of those 70 of the 235 donors kicked up to cozy up to the governor. Uh, she also, according to their research at the, they actually did research at the Arizona Republic. Tim, Tim Steller, what do you think about that? <laughs> it's so expensive to do research. You got to sit at your computer and look at numbers. It's so, so expensive. Um, Thank you, Tim. Um, this is from a governor who during last year's campaign told you, quote, I'm running for governor to deliver transparency, 
unquote. Oh, sorry. There's more to say. Transparency, accountability, and results for Arizona, unquote. On that front, she's off to a rough start. Uh, while governors always raise money to help defray the cost of inaugurations, first is <laughs> Hobbs is the first to keep the leftover money. <laughs> Usually it's just moved into a public protocol form. Fun, excuse me, which is can be used for public purposes. Hobbs instead established a nonprofit account where a money can be used to fund political campaigns. Hmm. Now, a state government website was employed and now mums the word on how she intends to spend the $1.6 million in leftover funds. So right there, all that money should be returned to the donors at that point. I have another suggestion. What's that, Matt? Is it going to be rude to the governor? Governor Hobbs <laughs> should reimburse the state for all the money it had to pay for her racial discrimination, discrimination against a woman, and uh, retaliatory practices. So she should, she's should. she got all that money. She needs to repay the, the taxpayers for, for her own, for the legal settlement that was due to her own ina uh, inaction or improper action. Oh, and she should also reimburse the state's uh, legal fees. So there. Uh, this is a I think that would be a really good use for that money. Absolutely. I'm, I'm there, my friend. I'm there. Um, this is a Lori Roberts line. I don't know if she's Governor Machiavelli or Governor Claude Hopper. I think she's both. And I, I guess I, I want to give I want to give Lori credit for even and the Republic for printing this sh stuff. Because usually they wouldn't wouldn't do it, right? And she said, um, for example, APS Arizona Public Service hold had, hid handed over a quarter of a million dollars to the Hobbs nonprofit dark money nonprofit after being hit up for a donation by her inaugural committee. And how much did the Arizona Federation of Teachers kick in, or the Arizona Multi Housing Association, or Waste Management? How many did Dark Money Maestro Sean Noble and Compass Strategies pony up or Southwest Gas? Uh, Hobbs promises to be a champion for everyone. Uh, I mean, she used a state website to facilitate the money for an inauguration and then dumps it into a nonprofit that she already came out and said is going to go to Democrat campaigns. I'm telling you, she cost the state, she cost taxpayers over $300,000 plus legal fees for her for her uh, racism. You guys, you guys leave me and Tim Stellar alone. You're so mean. Rahina, tell them they're being mean. Brother Joe's coming up. We're going to do some Silicon Valley bank stories for you. Jim Cramer's not looking too good on his investment uh, advice on this one about 30 days ago. Wake up, Tucson. All right. Welcome back to the Wake Up Tucson show. I just saw a great Babylon Bee. Uh, country woke up surprised to know that the actual Oscars happened last night. Did Jimmy Kimmel get slapped by anybody? I don't know. Oh, uh, okay. Because now that's the only reason anyone pays attention is when Chris Rock gets slapped by... Uh, 
you know, uh, J- uh, Mr. Jada Pinkett oh, Smith. With I, the, with I his... don't need another rapper being angry, <laughs> being upset with me. <laughs> that was a great, a great hook he had in his, uh, <laughs> in his, in his Chris Rock <sighs> Netflix special. <laughs> Ah, boy. Brother Joe's calling up in a couple minutes. We're going to be talking about um, what's going on in the world of banks. Um, I feel like there was a uh, something I wanted to get from the... Uh, there was something... Do, 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 do. I think I did. Okay, I, I thought I got all my letters. Le- my, my emails, I think I read them all. Okay, we're good. I just want to make sure I was... The... Um, Listener Paul used to live in Tucson. He, he moved out. He he escaped the acres. Uh, talked about um, the Durning film, The Choir Boys, that Mark talked about. It says I remember that film was it was terrific. Can't find it anywhere to watch. Probably too politically incorrect. Loads of drunkenness. Politically incorrect language. It reflects the way off police officers were following the Vietnam War. Interesting. So uh, there were some good nuggets in the Mark Van Buren top ten Charles Durning films. Um, Actually, Brother Joe's here, so let's get Brother Joe on the line, and uh, we'll, I want to get to this horrible story of the 91-year-old who got robbed of $7,000 he was saving for his dental work while trying to get gas at a Tucson, uh, excuse me, a Silver Bell and North Cortero Road gas station in Marana. Uh, just horrible. So... Let's go uh, right to the phones. Let's go to Brother Joe, Blue Chip Planning. Brother Joe, happy Monday. How are you doing, sir? Happy Monday. Up up extra early, Chris. This, good thing we can be there for our listeners today on this happy Monday. So explain to folks, I'm sure they're, I mean, we just heard the lady at the bottom of the hour news talking about how the government was working extra hard this weekend. Uh, in relation to the crash of the Silicon Valley Bank. Um, then at the same time, uh, you were saying there were a couple of other banks. So let, let, let's explain which banks have, are, are, are having a little problem right now and uh, maybe kind of what led to this. So there are three banks that are having serious issues right now? Well, I think it's beyond serious issues. We have Silvergate, Signature Bank of New York, and of course, Silicon Valley Bank. And it seems that, from what I've read, the, the higher interest rates cracked their bond investments. However, in addition to that, with all this, those other two banks that were crypto-based, Signature Bank and Silvergate, crypto didn't work out too well for them either. And so people have had a lot of confidence in something that they, they really shouldn't have had confidence in. And so you're just seeing, Chris, you're seeing back to fractional reserve banking. You know, there's Bitcoin.com wrote a great article, Silicon Valley Bank Failure Highlights, Danger of Fractional Reserve Banking. And there's a big picture of George Bailey from Wonderful Life. Oh, no. Billy. You know, the, the Bailey savings and loan when they took their vacation money and paid people off. Right. They're, they're honeymoon money. Their honeymoon money. Yep. And so, strangely enough, um, here we are. So that that movie was shot what in the forties? Yes. Fifties. Forties. And it's the same story. Instead of having you know Mr. Potter, you have Joe Biden. You have um, Mr. Powell. 
And what people don't realize, fractional reserve banking is when, when the Federal Reserve takes a million dollars out of nowhere, because it's based on nothing, and they buy bonds at Merrill Lynch, and they, they inject this million dollars in the system, it takes approximately 500 banks, but they can turn that $1 million into $10 million. They can turn a million dollars into $10 million because banks fractionally have a reserve. And this is, you know, this is what people don't understand. Your $100,000, I don't care if it's FDIC or not, it's backed by very little. So they have in reserve on 100000 depending on the bank, anywhere from 21 to $0.29. Cents. Maybe the good bank has it at $0.30. Cents. The other $0.70 cents is floating into car loans and home equity loans and credit cards. You, you don't know what it's floating into. And that's the scariness of fractional uh, bank reserve strategy. And, and so you always wonder why people want to use this as their main retirement strategy. So, you know, we look at FDIC. So, okay, you, you probably heard the president, you know, with all this, that it's not, it's not, he's pounding the table. It's not going to cost the taxpayer anything. You know, we're going to bankrupt the bank. It's FDIC. Well, believe you me, FDIC comes out of the consumer's hide, in my opinion, Chris, because they, the banks just pass the cost over to the <laughs> to the customer. They don't pay it. You know, there's also tax on your bank account. So whether it's you know they they didn't bail out Wall Street, they didn't bail out the stockholders, which I think is good, but I don't think it nearly solves the problem. And, I, and I'll take consider this. A lot of people at that Silicon Bank were over the FDIC limit of 250000 I believe Roku had, you know, Roku, the streaming media company, had billions in that bank. So actually, well, I, 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 it's not billions, but I do have the numbers. So uh, this is from uh, the reporting of uh, Jim Pinkerton over at Breitbart. 93% of the bank's $161 billion are uninsured by the FDIC, okay, uh, which covers right. accounts up to a quarter of a million dollars. Roku, uh, as they said, to name just one of the whales, had four hundred eighty-seven million in Silicon Valley banks. Four hundred and eighty-seven. So, okay, there the FDIC's two fifty. So what are they going to do with the other four hundred eighty-six <laughs> million? Um, so then, you know, so then it sounds like, uh, you tell me the, um, it sounds like, I don't know if this is aunt Janet or not, right. They're going to be coming up with a plan that are, is going to help bail these people out, but the, even on the non FDIC stuff, right. What's what, 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 what is that supposed to be? Well, that's the firewall. We've heard that in politics, right? Didn't. Biden have a firewall in South Carolina. Now, the firewall has moved to the Federal Reserve because they're taking that, what I read, they have about $100 billion in FDIC insurance. So they're going to take $23 billion of that and create this firewall. And, and, and it's a loan to the bank. So 
This is the bankrupt bank. They're taking their assets. They're taking their customers. But they're they're loaning billions to a a failed bank to make everybody whole. And, and I think Wall Street has been thinking about that because last night the futures were soaring through the roof. Time I went to bed around midnight, you thought the world was saved. I mean, the Dow futures were up 400, and now here we are. Dow futures, uh, Dow is actually down 150, NASDAQ down 137, but I mean, the S&P down 48 almost says it all. You know, the the whole market's, the broad market's selling off. And 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 you're looking at, I've, I've been looking at Charles Schwab's stock, which has been getting blown out of the water. Uh, it was down to like, CNBC had it, it was down to, about $47. Just a couple of weeks ago, Schwab was well over 80, if if not a $90 stock. And, you know, now, now, now everybody's kind of wondering earnings and, and what's going on in the financial system. And, and, and I find it very, I'm sure you do too, it's, it's very uncomforting, especially with the poor stock market and bond market performance we've been experiencing for the last 15 months. The um, depositors started pulling their money out. The bank run was underway because anyone who had a, over two fifty was trying to get their money out of there. Um, it will reopen as the National Bank of Santa Clara this morning. Uh, depositors with more than two hundred and fifty thousand with the bank stand to lose much of their money. The bank had one seven hundred and seventy five billion in deposits. So, uh, and then. You said Silvergate and Signature. Silvergate, yes, and Signature of New York. And they were large. Signature of New York, you know, was like a, a, you know, they were into crypto. And, you know, it's amazing. You see people, I run into people all the time that they found some Internet bank on Queens Boulevard that's paying a little higher interest. And so they put it into the bank the Internet Bank on Queens Boulevard. And, and maybe you haven't been to Queens Boulevard in a while. Not in a long but time. It, it never was pretty, and it certainly wasn't Park. It never has been Park Avenue in New York. And and, and if I had money in, a, in an Internet bank, I'd be very disturbed. Because you don't know, again, it goes back to fractional shares. You don't know which banks are involved in this, as, as gold, gold people that love gold would call it the Ponzi scheme of the Federal Reserve, creating money out of nothing. I assume gold is uh, looking pretty strong this morning, with the nuttiness of the bank side. It's over thirty-five dollars, brother Chris. Um, gold, but in the bigger picture, you know, we we always look at the bigger picture. It, it wants to make a run. You know, it's not far from its all-time high. I think it will. I I think it's going to get to its all-time high, and if this continues, and it breaks the all-time high with some some real volume, gold will go into territories we haven't seen in 20 years. Well, before I uh, I let you go uh, again, uh, we Joe and I have been talking about this and preaching this for the last so many months, maybe a couple of years at least. 
Um, that definitely, if you're over invested at the bank or some other places out there, have that discussion of how do I move part of my money into something that I can pr- preserve my principal in a better way and still make some interest here to outstrip the devastating effects of inflation because that's the other part of this also. So, well, and it's you use the rule of a hundred. If people are 70, no more than 30% in the stock market. Fine. There's nothing wrong with having a stock market. But there's that overexposure because people heard, you know, on the news and some gurus said, and, you know, this is where they, they're all chasing yield. But when you're out of your comfort zone, you have too much exposure to stock. You have too much exposure to the – the bank was always safe. And I'm not saying it's not safe, some banks – but now with this systematic risk, I think our hybrid strategies in the middle that, that give you upside but protection of principal where there is no – our investments don't have fractional reserve lending. So if we're paying 4.65 or 5% on something really simple, your money's not loaned out on the street to places you've never known. It's very traditional investments. There's no reinsurance overseas. There's no captive insurance companies offshore. It's, it's completely transparent. And I think that's the opportunity is to get back to basics, to get the allocation in order, to get our money that we can't afford to lose. You know, at my age, I, I can't aff- I'm not interested in losing money. And I'd rather put a chunk of my money into something that um, I can count on with traditional investments that have guarantees and Chris, everybody that's called us and we've talked to, you know, you can't please everybody, but let's call it 88%. People have thanked me time and time again for getting them out of trouble into something reliable that makes sense. And we're in uncharted waters. You know, this is not a stock market, Chris, this is not by the dip. And, you know, Probably with a lot of young stockbrokers out there, and I can see them with their their modern haircut and their Birkenstocks. And your haircut's their, beautiful. I don't want you, don't ever sell short your haircut. You're a handsome man. No, your haircut's beautiful. I saw it on Facebook. Your haircut's beautiful. You have craftsmanship on your haircut. That's uh, Mike at Metropolis. Just want to let everyone know he's doing a great job keeping the radio barbarian looking clean. But these these young people, they don't know what a a bear market is because all they ever have lived through in their professional lives is the Federal Reserve's mad experiment about lowering interest rates beyond anybody's belief. And and and, and I heard it the other day. I heard, I don't know if it was on this radio show or maybe it was a, a, one of your competitors. Be like Buffett. Buy the dip. Mr. Buffett was never stupid. He bought value. He knew when to buy and he didn't just buy because something was down. And, and a lot of the younger people and younger fund managers, in my opinion, they've just been reckless. They're just reckless because somebody told them, never sell the market. The market will always go up. And I don't know how in the world you can substantiate that looking at 100 years of the stock market and how you can substantiate the fact that now that interest rates have gone to zero and have nowhere else to go but up, the Federal Reserve is going to find it awful hard, awful hard to to save the ship. 
Well, if you want to, uh, if you want to have that discussion, we keep telling you six hundred seven three zero seven. Dial six hundred seven three zero seven, or go to bluechipplan dot com. All right, brother Joe. Thanks for the uh, thanks for the update on the bank stuff, and we'll uh, we may be talking sooner or later about this. So I think, Chris, you watch if you have Biden and Harris there, and and their team and and their cabinets. You'll see. This will shortly turn into a weekly um, emergency highlight every Monday morning. Oh my lord! All right, pray for up. I will pray for something to look forward to. Huh? Heavy prayers out there and good planning is what you need. Heavy prayers and good planning. So, Brother Joe, have a good week, my friend. Blessings, my brother. You too. Stay well. Take care. 600-7307 is the phone number. 600-7307. Blue chip planning. You're on Wake Up Tucson, 10th third of the voice, local news and talk. 6.54 in the morning. You're on the Wake Up Tucson show, 10th third of the voice, local news and talk. I just want to get this one crappy story out. This is on KOLD. This is by Shelby Slaughter. Sergeant Slaughter's granddaughter. I don't know if the Iron Sheik has a granddaughter, but maybe one day they'll wrestle. Never know. Uh, Her great uncle, Murray Slaughter, was uh, involved in uh, television in Minneapolis, as I recall. Is this true? Yeah. It was the Mary Tyler Moore show. Murray, oh. Murray Slaughter. Thank you. That's true. TV I apologize. News. Yeah. Missed, I missed it by that missed much. Missed it by that much. So uh, a 91-year-old veteran uh, got robbed of thousands of dollars. So Floyd Barber, not Floyd the Barber, Floyd Barber was at the Fry's gas station on Silver Bell and North Cotero Farms Road, right in front of Asian Spice, and just just south of La Oya, shameless pluggers, um, when a suspect approached him and stole his money. He served in Korea in 52 to 53. Uh, he was saving up for a debt. This is a special place in hell for this young lady. He's saving money up for a dental procedure and was on his way to the bank to deposit the money. So I guess he was keeping it under his mattress at his house, right? He was carrying the seven grand and an envelope in his back pocket. He said a woman came up to him and took all his savings. I turned around. This woman came out of nowhere and started kissing me and hugging me. I didn't know her. That's when she got my money. Of course, he said, I should have went to the bank before. There is a GoFundMe to help this young man. Um, I'll put it up on Facebook, but uh, just horrible. Just horrible. Um, Holidays today. Let's do holidays. Uh, Let's get to, so it's uh, Coconut National, one of Matt's big days, National Coconut Tort Day. Big one for big tort, big, big tort the llama. Uh, National Workplace Napping Day. <laughs> George Costanza. I've seen it. I've seen it. National Good Samaritan Day. National Jewel Day. Uh, as in gem jewels. Fill our staplers day. Always remember Milton and his swing line stapler in uh, office space. The other staplers bind. Uh, it's uh, dribble to work day. You're supposed to not saliva you're supposed to dribble your basketball to work day i guess remember dribble low it's harder to steal is what i've learned especially dribbling through tucson which on the first half of the cats they had to take that one up uh that's true and uh oh did i i i didn't pay any attention what's when when and where's the first cat game matthew 
Thursday, 1, 10 p.m., and it is in Sacramento, California. Who are we playing? Uh, Princeton. Ah, Princeton. All I think right. they're Tigers. Wildcats they are the Tigers. Tigers. You are correct. Bill Walton will probably have some pithy analogies. That's horrible. Uh, I did find my picture. Uh, I photoshopped of um, Bill Walton with his mouth duct tape closed. So it, you probably—I don't know if you knew this or not—but there was that the, there was a gag between him and Dave Pash during the game about that, where they were they had a piece of the uh, kinesiology tape and uh, they held it up to one another's mouths, threatening to silence the other. Oh, jeez! So it was very prescient. Your observation uh, to me, the big one is National Canine Veterans Day. So March 13th is to set aside to honor and commemorate the service and sacrifices of American military and working dogs throughout history. It was on March 13th of 42 that the Army began training its new war dog program, uh, also known as the Canine Corps, according to the American Humane Society, marking the first time that dogs were officially part of the U.S. military. Um Officially part of service uh, or not, the dogs of war span centuries, including heroes as Sergeant Stubby, the original war dog, Chips, the most decorated war dog, who retired with his fallen owner's family, and Cairo, the Navy SEAL working dog on the Bin Laden raid. So, I notice no one wants a cat working with them in the battlefield. So There was a cat in uh, A Man Called Otto, though. That's true. He seemed to be one of the more less reprehensible cats. So high praise for the train. <laughs> it's high praise. All right, Dr. D. Filippo coming up next.